0: But that arc is going to bend one way or the other. Either we'll bend it to benefit a few at the expense of of the diverse masses, or in the face of being spoken of as evil, we'll continue shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 407. Our title this week is When Social Justice is Rejected and Spoken of as Evil. And our reading is from the Gospel of Luke. This is Luke 6, 17 through 26. He went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples was there, and a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem, and from the coastal region, around Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by impure spirits were cured, and the people all tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. Looking at his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when... People hate you when they exclude you, and insult and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven, for that is how their ancestors treated the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will go hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. And woe to you when everyone speaks well of you, for that is how their ancestors treated. Treated the false prophets. So even the most liberal uh, Jesus scholars today accept that at least the first three sayings in our reading this week, and possibly some form of the fourth as well, were the words of the historical Jesus. These four blessings can be found in similar forms in both Matthew's Beatitudes and the Gospel of Thomas. And they lie at the heart of Luke's liberation message that we read about in Luke 4 earlier. You can go back and listen to the episode Liberation for the Oppressed where we discuss that at length. And and, and they single out four sectors of Jesus' Jesus's society here. Those the present system makes poor, number one. Those the present system leaves hungry, uh, number two. Those whom the present system causes to weep, number three. And then lastly, those the present system hates, excludes, insults, rejects, or or labels as evil because of their calls for change. And again, as we read that last blessing, I want to remind us, just because you're being criticized doesn't necessarily mean you're on the right track, and being praised doesn't necessarily mean you're on the wrong path. It's important to take note of which parts of society are speaking negatively or speaking well of you. and Let me explain that a little further. This week's reading divides society into two sides. Those, an unjust system disenfranchises and harms, and those, the present system benefits and privileges, enriches, and, and makes well-fed, and, and causes to laugh or to rejoice. So we have to ask, which community is speaking well of us, and which community is speaking negatively? If the elite and the privileged all speak well of you, well, then there's a chance Chance that this week's saying does apply most directly to you. And if those that the system harms speaks well of you, but those the system benefits speak negatively of you uh, because they see you as a threat to the status quo or, or that you represent change that threatens their privilege, then you could rejoice. Uh, at this week's saying, um, as it states, that's how the prophets who, were, who called for a uh, justice, societal justice, were treated too you're not alone in this, these cases you're you're standing in a rich tradition and in fact you're you're standing in very good company and again it's not enough to be spoken well of or to be spoken not so well of we have to ask ourselves who or which community it is that's doing the speaking and i'll give a personal example many in my faith tradition that I grew up in, they used to speak extremely well of me. I was a a guest speaker in high demand at various events and conferences across the United States, and all of that changed when I came out as affirming of the LGBTQ community, when I called for inclusion and justice for LGBTQ people of faith and and began drawing attention to the tradition's exclusive practices and, and mischaracterizations of LGBTQ people. When I started doing those things, I became anathema. And today, I still have much in common with those in that tradition who who are calling for racial justice or greater inclusion of or justice for uh, women, let's say. Uh, Yet, they don't welcome me in their organizations because I don't hide the fact that in addition to those passions for justice, I also affirm LGBTQ folks. And, And I've been told... That I take Jesus's justice for the excluded too far. Uh, just this week, in response to uh, something I posted on on Facebook, I got that same pushback. Uh, um, that I, I just that, that yeah that I I just take it too far, further than many uh, progressives in my uh, previous faith tradition uh, or faith community are just comfortable with. But in this week's reading, Jesus predicted, remember, a great reversal. The kingdom was was belonging to those being harmed and, and there was woe being spoken to those uh, who had benefited. Jesus is stating that those, the present system harms, they'll ex- they will experience that harm being reversed in the reign of God or God's just future. And, and while that's good news for them, those who benefit from the present System, they would not perceive these changes as good. Uh, for these people, this blessing would have been seen as the message of damnation. It, it would change the system that was privileging them. In our society, some people, uh, such as here, let's get as an example, people here in Appalachia, um, they're still holding on to the hope that coal uh, will somehow make a comeback in our economy and a Green New Deal. It's good news for those who recognize the environmental changes that need to take place and the benefit to workers who will be retrained in new fields of labor. But to those who who financially benefit from the coal, and again, this is just one example, the coal industry, the Green New Deal is seen as the enemy. What's a blessing to some is a, a woe to another. And then there are those who are working for safe, a safe, robust, uh, diverse, multiracial, multicultural, pluralistic democracy all the time while their efforts are mischaracterized as somehow anti-white and destroying the fabric of America. And and for those benefiting from a system that's rooted in white supremacy, those that are working toward a multiracial democracy, they're the enemy. Uh, Terms like socialist or socialism, they're used to scare those that are harmed in the present uh, system. Uh, Those terms are used to prevent those very same people, once they scare them, um, they're used to prevent them from voting uh, in their own best interest or for changes that, would close the wealth gap and be good for everyone. These ancient words in our story and our reading this week, I think, still have very contemporary applications. When we find people calling for change now, we'll still see that same dynamic um, happening that we see in our passage this week. What some perceive as a blessing, others will perceive as a curse or a woe. I'm reminded of something that the late Peter J. Gomes wrote. This is from his book, The Scandalous Gospel of Jesus page 42. He wrote, When the gospel says the last will be first and the first will be last, despite the fact that it's counterintuitive to our cultural presuppositions, it is invariably good news to those who are last and at least problematic news to those who see themselves as first. This problem of perception is at the heart of a serious hearing of what Jesus has to say, and most people are smart enough to recognize that their immediate self-interest is served not so much by Jesus and His teaching as by the Church and its preaching. Thus, it is no accident that although Jesus came preaching a, a disturbing and redistributive gospel, we do not preach what Jesus preached. Instead, we preach Jesus and just ten pages earlier in the same volume pages 32 through through uh, 30 uh, th- sorry 31 through 32 gomes uh, wrote when Jesus came preaching it was to proclaim the end of things as they are the breaking in of things that are to be the status quo is not to be criticized it is to be destroyed most people do not go to church to be confronted with the gap between what they believe in practice and what their faith teaches and requires one of the reasons that religious people are often cultural conservative Conservatives, and that cultural conservatives take comfort in religion is that religion is seen to confirm the status quo. Again, if you're someone being benefited by the status quo, all of this plays in your favor. If you're being harmed, uh, um, it's a different story. And, and, and again, the changes that, that in the Gospels Jesus was calling for in his own society would be a blessing. To, to those who are being harmed. Again, it was a, a message of woe to those who who feared uh, what those changes might mean uh, for them who are being disproportionately benefited uh, by an unjust system. So so, what would it look like if we, as Jesus followers, we leaned into the difference that Gomes speaks about here? What if we spent less energy this new year preaching Jesus and more effort speaking about the things Jesus actually taught? It, If we did, some would see it as a blessing, and as they would see it as steps in the direction of of positive change, and I'm quite sure that at the same time, others would feel threatened and they would want things to remain just the way they are, but but things never remain the way they are. Change is the nature of reality. Things are constantly changing, and we can choose to either bend the arc of the universe towards justice for everyone, but that arc is going to bend one way or the other, either will bend it to benefit a few at the expense of, of the diverse masses or in the face of being spoken of as evil, we'll continue shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone. Heart group application this week. Share something that spoke to you from this week's e or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two. If the above blessing and cursings were were rewritten in our society today, who would be the recipients of each in your thinking? And discuss that with your group. And then number three, what can you do, big or small this week, to continue setting in motion the work of, of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone? Thanks for checking in with us today right where you are. Remember, keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working Toward justice. I love each one of you dearly. I'll see you next week.